Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So let's talk about Steve Bannon, Mark Meadows, burner phones, and other assorted crimes and criminals, because justice matters. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. So let's do a justice speed round. Let's hit on several stories that have been reported in recent days during the holiday weekend. And let's start with Steve Bannon wanting to splash all over the media the discovery in his criminal case, that is the information, the evidence, the documents given to his attorneys by the prosecutors so he can prepare to defend himself in court. Here is how the Washington Post just reported that story. Headline, Stephen K. Bannon files motion to request all documents in court case be made public. And that story reads in part, Stephen K. Bannon, the former Trump White House advisor, has filed an opposition to the U.S. District Court's standard protective order for discovery which prohibits either side from releasing documents or evidence publicly. And here is some of what Steve Bannon's lawyers said, quote, Members of the public should make their own independent judgment as to whether the U.S. Department of Justice is committed to a just result based upon all the facts. Closed quote. Well, first of all, Steve, that's what a trial is for, to see if, based on all the facts, you're guilty of the crimes for which you've been indicted. And you're going to get your public trial very soon. But let me just briefly explain what discovery is and what standard court protective orders are. When prosecutors provide information to a defendant who has been indicted, they get documents, they get evidence, they get reports, they get a lot of stuff that is not public, including potentially information about ongoing investigations against others, because it may be necessary for a defendant, a Steve Bannon, to get that information so he can use it to defend himself. But the court, when the prosecutors give over discovery, this sensitive information, the court will often enter a protective order saying, okay, this is not for public consumption. This is being given by the prosecutors to the defendant so he can prepare to defend himself against the charges. But we know what Steve Bannon wants to do by demanding or filing a motion with the court saying, no, 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 no standard protective order. I want to be able to give all this stuff out to the public. Steve Bannon is fundraising. He's grifting. He's trying to steal some more from Donald Trump's adoring fans, his supporters, his base. Just like Steve Bannon did 
with the bogus We Build the Wall Foundation. Bannon used it as a vehicle to steal from Donald Trump's supporters, and then Donald Trump pardoned him. And that's what Steve Bannon is trying to do all over again, if he can convince the judge not to issue a standard protective order, then what will Steve Bannon do? Well, he'll selectively release some documents, mischaracterize them. He'll withhold other documents, the ones that make him look really guilty, and he'll use the whole thing as one big grift. He'll attempt to have the case tried in the court of public opinion. Suffice it to say, Steve, you're going to get your trial, but not in the court of public opinion. You're going to get your trial very soon in a court of law. And you're going to be convicted because you have no viable defense and the evidence against you is strong. And once convicted, Steve, you're going to be imprisoned. Why? Because the crimes you committed have mandatory minimum sentences. So you will be sentenced to a prison term. Steve. So let's turn to Mark Meadows, Trump's former chief of staff. Because on the exact same day, the grand jury criminally indicted Steve Bannon for contempt of Congress, Mark Meadows committed the exact same crime. Because that day, November 12th, Mark Meadows thumbed his nose at a congressional subpoena. Just failed to even show up. And when that happened, more than two weeks ago now, here is what House Select Committee member Adam Schiff said. Quote, Schiff says January 6th House Committee will move quickly to refer Meadows for criminal contempt. So as I say, that was more than two weeks ago. And this morning, Adam Schiff was on CNN with Dana Bash, and here was the question Dana Bash posed to him about what's going on with Mark Meadows. Question. Two weeks ago, you said the January 6th committee would move quickly to refer former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows for criminal contempt charges after he defied a subpoena. Is that still likely going to happen? And if so, when? And here's how Congressman Schiff replied. I think we will probably make a decision this week on our course of conduct on that particular witness and maybe others. We are moving with alacrity with anyone who obstructs the committee. That was certainly the case with Mr. Bannon, and it will be the case with Mr. Meadows and Mr. Clark and any others. The House Select Committee is moving with alacrity, defined as brisk and cheerful readiness. Well, can I ask respectfully, on behalf of we the people, that the House Select Committee move with democracy on fire, urgency and determination, rather than alacrity? Thank you. So let's finish up with burner phones. You know, cell phones that people get so they can hide information from the authorities or from others. Here's the reporting about that from Rolling Stone magazine. Headline, 
January 6 organizers used anonymous burner phones to communicate with White House and Trump family, sources say. And that article begins, Some of the organizers who planned the rally that took place on the White House ellipse on January 6 allegedly used difficult-to-trace burner phones for their most high-level communications with former President Trump's team. Kylie Kremer, a top official in the March for Trump group that helped plan the Ellipse rally, directed an aide to pick up three burner phones days before January 6, according to three sources who were involved in the event. One of the sources, a member of the March for Trump team, says Kremer insisted the phones be purchased using cash and described them as being of the utmost importance. The three sources say Kylie Kremer took one of the phones and used it to communicate with top White House and Trump campaign officials, including Eric Trump, the president's second oldest son, who leads the family's real estate business, Laura Trump, Eric's wife and a former senior Trump campaign consultant, Mark Meadows, the former White House chief of staff, and Katrina Pearson, a Trump surrogate and campaign consultant. Burner phones, so they could communicate with Eric Trump and Laura Trump, Katrina Pearson, and White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows. Because of course, you don't want the authorities to know what you're talking about with Mark Meadows. You know, friends, it's all going to come out. And then accountability and justice, because justice matters. Friends, as always, please stay safe, please stay tuned, and I look forward to talking with you all again tomorrow.